Uh, good morning, Neil here again with the Off The Lip Radio Show, episode number 15 or 16, I don't remember, of course I don't remember anything. Uh, where are my keys? Right, I don't remember where they are either. Uh, here today with the one and only Mr. Fred Keeley, who's currently the mayor of Santa Cruz. His lordship is going to take 10 minutes out of his time, maybe 15, to have a little chat with, uh, with me. And uh, we may have a couple of stories to tell, but first of all, um, I want to ask you, Fred, thanks for, coming, thanks for coming on this doozy of a show. Top, you, got, you went to work this morning? Say it again. You went to work this morning? Yes, I did. Top three things you're working on right now are? Top three things. So this morning was breakfast with Don Lane to talk about uh, an affordable housing funding measure for 2024, probably in November. Went to the office, dealt with um, the oversized vehicle ordinance implementation this morning. You mean oversized vehicle being motorhomes? Big, 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 big ones. Okay. Uh, where can they park? Where can't they park? Especially ones that are have some problems with them and so on. Uh, it seems like every old motorhome is now living in Santa Cruz County. But uh, pretty soon, starting December 4th, I believe, the ordinance goes into effect, which has limitations on how long you can have one of those parked on the street without a permit to do so and right, so right. on. And uh, third was uh, working this morning with the city and the county on the city's and county's proposed sales tax measures for March. So that was my first two hours this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what, what in general are you working on? When you, when you, when you became mayor, which was when? Last year, was it last year? I was elected in November, right. sworn in in December. Can you give it, can you give it the, 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 the audience a little bit of your history as far as in, in the political, uh, in the political world? Yeah, I moved to Santa Cruz in 1977 after I graduated from San Jose State University and my parents uh, brought my brother and I up in San Jose and we would come over to the beach and the boardwalk multiple times right. a year because right. it was affordable yeah. and a good thing to do so it wasn't still free uh, to get in still free to get in right. it's one of the greatest bargains and right. entertainment right. in the world right. <laughs> and uh, I want to pause on that for a second because I didn't get it at the time when I was a kid, but now I get it, which is that my parents would bring us over here. We could get a ride on the Giant Dipper. We could get a corn dog and a soft drink and then play in the sand and in the ocean. And, the, and my parents didn't break the bank, spent, right? It was something bucks, they maybe. could afford. To, exactly. Yes, they right. could afford to do it. They had a good time. The kids had a good time, right? And as opposed to when I was growing up in San Jose, going to San Jose State, and uh, the Great America theme park came in to existence, and it would cost you, you know, $125 for a family just to right. walk in the door. Right. And that wasn't something my family well, that, could do. It's still the same today where it's free it's, to that's get That's so wonderful. Yeah. You can still do that. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons we have the attendance that we have at the boardwalk. You, you, you kind of look at the demography of the war, boardwalk versus go down to Mo the Monterey Peninsula and look at the various things they offer. Yeah. It, it's a different demographic. Right, it's right. much more what I would call the blue collar end of the bay that yeah. we live in. And yeah. the boardwalk is a major reason for that. How, right. And in addition to 
How many young people had their first job at the boardwalk a in the lot. last hundred years? A lot. You imagine. Yeah. Can you, and what that teaches you, you know, you show up on time, you wear certain kind speech. of clothes, you comport yourself in a certain way. I mean, that's just so any way you look at the boardwalk, as far as I'm concerned, it's yeah. just yeah. a real gem for yeah. our community. Yeah. We're lucky to have it. We are. I remember, first, I remember the first time I saw it when I came here from England. But I, oh, my God. I, it, it, Oh my God! Look at that! I was just astounded, you know. I and seeing, it's, I and seeing, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not like let's no, make this up it's not out a, of. It's not a Disney character. Plastic or yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. Can I ask you how old you are? Seventy-three. And you last year became mayor again. You threw your hat in the ring, and obviously you won. Why did you want to become mayor uh, at, at your? You know, tender age. Tender. <laughs> Thank well, you. you and I are both on the. You and I, you and I are both on the back nine. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're on the back and maybe nine. Maybe on the seventeenth <laughs> fairway of the no, back I'm nine. All right. But I mean, you can sit back and relax and take your time and relax. You know, but yeah, he's going to throw you around and be the mayor of Santa Cruz with in in a such a politically angst world that we live in. Yeah. You know. Well, the voters changed the charter in June of. 2022 right. to go from everybody being elected at large to elect six councilmen members by district yeah. and one directly elected mayor. Right. That was a massive change in governance in the city. And I don't want to overstate it, but some people came to me and said, uh, it might be a good idea for the first directly elected mayor, especially since this district business will happen over two separate elections, yeah. one in 2022 and one in 2024 before we get a fully districted city council, might be a good idea to have somebody be the first directly elected mayor with some governing experience, right. some experience in managing meetings have. and you, so on and so on. So yeah. I, again, I don't want to overstate it. It wasn't like people were saying, let's carry you to city hall in a sedan chair or something. <laughs> but, but, but some people came, Barbara and I talked about it. Uh, I could do two terms. I committed to do one term, largely because of my age. Yeah, and yeah. Barbara and I are getting to the point where we both want to step some things down. And I, I saw, I don't want to get involved in the, in the country. You said, I saw something on Yahoo today, read, read an article on Yahoo, where they think, where they think the, the politicians in Washington, they're all too old. We're all, is, is everybody, what do you think we should be doing? What do you think we should? Pass the torch to the next generation. Pop, Absolutely. Right? Which is why I'm only doing one term. This yeah. is, if 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 this was some other set of circumstances, I wouldn't have yeah. run for city council or mayor or any of that business. What what goals at the end at the at the end when you cross the finish line? What goals would you would you have liked to have completed? I'd like to see the homeless population in the city down by 30, 35 percent from when I took office, and that hopefully that will be the case because people are. Uh, afforded shelter and services that help them deal with the demons in their life. Secondly, that we have built and are on the way to continuing to build significant numbers of new affordable rental and homeowner housing, uh, and that we have been able to revitalize the economy of our city. Those three, if those three 
get done. Yeah. It won't be because of me. It will be because it's, it's we have a team. city council right. that can disagree without being disagreeable. They are very much a team city council. Might get your way on something, get you not get your way on something else, but it's a functional civil because city a couple of years ago it wasn't, was it? A couple of years ago it was it, it? more than yeah, was and then for maybe a fair amount of time before a couple of years right. ago. So uh, I in fact I was doing a year end story with uh, you know, what's the first year look like with Outlook and uh, excuse me, with Lookout okay. Santa Cruz yeah. and with uh, the Sentinel. And in both cases, one of the questions I asked them was I said, what do you think the most surprising thing is? And they said, well, that's not how this works. You know, we ask right. you the question. I said, right. well, let me tell you what I think it is. Right. And they said, what's that? I said, the story you haven't written. Right. And they said, what story is that? Hmm. I said, the city council uh, is a shit show. You haven't written that story all year long because it isn't. Because we now comport ourselves in a way where we can disagree without being disagreeable. We get our work done. We're respectful of each other and the public. So I think the, the way the city forward. council yeah. works, it's a functioning body as opposed to a dysfunctional body. Do you still like the town as much as you did in 1977? I mean, now it seems like our, our, it seems like our little village, like you go downtown and see these monstrosities. It seems like our, our, our little village is it's a small town with big town problems. I like that characterization because I think that's right for somewhat different reasons. We're a city of 66,000 that becomes a city of 166,000 eight months of the year because we're a tourist destination. Right. That's what largely brings the big city problems is that we get so big eight months of the year. Uh, I, I'll say this. My thought, and people can disagree, certainly. My thought is this. The hardest thing we do as human beings is change. But the one constant in the universe, I don't mean this philosophically, I mean this factually, the one thing we know is true of the universe is that it's changing every moment. And so it may be the hardest thing we do as human beings, yeah. but it is the nature of life itself. Right. And so I get the idea that, gee, I really liked Santa Cruz the way it was when I got here. So, for example, if you're a really old-timer and you were here before the university... And they don't like change. You think that yeah. should be what it's like. Right, right. And if you got here when the university was here but before the earthquake, yeah. you think that's what it should be like. Yeah. If you got here after the earthquake and a whole bunch of stuff got built and different things and this and that, you think that's what it should be like. So everybody, I think most people think that they like Santa Cruz the way they found it. Yeah. How they found it was different than 20 years before they got here. Yeah. And those people, it was different than 20 years. So I'm not adverse to change per se. Now, having said all that, we can do it a Santa Cruz way. And what I mean is we've lost a lot of our authority. The state of California has taken a lot of land use authority away from cities and counties all over California in the last five years. Bit by bit, law by law, they've taken it away and said, Santa Cruz City, you need to have built 4,000 units inside the city of Santa Cruz in the next eight years. And if you don't do it, we'll come in and allow developers to do it the way they want to do it. So my feeling is, why don't we... Okay, 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 kind of hold, hold a gun to your head a little bit. 
uh, certainly a policy gun to our head. Right. And so the question in Santa Cruz is no longer shall we grow, it's where do we grow. And I think that comes down to a very simple premise. You can either put over 40% of that new growth downtown and therefore provide substantial protection for neighborhoods, right. or you can fight downtown growth, right. in which case the alternative is not we don't have to grow, it's that we'll grow in neighborhoods. Yeah. And if you don't like 8, 10, 12-story buildings downtown, mm -hmm. you're really not going to like 7 or 8-story apartment complexes right. in your neighborhood. Right, right. So, again, we don't live in 1975, 85, 95, 2005, or even 2015, where you could say no. Yeah. Now the only question is where. Wow. Yeah. And I, as mayor, I feel, I feel my obligation is to retain the character of the city of Santa Cruz, and what I like is the downtown has always been the place that we change. Yeah. Fundamental change, aside from the university, be nice takes place downtown. It would be nice to have the downtown the way it was back, way back, when I, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Cooper Street, Cooper House, and music down there, people down there enjoying it. I wish it would, I wish it would go back to that. Uh, people are trying to make you go back to that, but... Well, I think there's a version of that. Let me, let me talk about that. I think there's a version of that. And that is, what's being talked about now for downtown, in addition to a, a new multi-purpose arena, housing, rental housing, purchase housing, commercial and retail, is that it will intentionally be an entertainment zone. Yeah. That it is designed for that purpose, okay. is going to be designed for that. And there is a massive amount, there's, an, there's a huge market for people in their mid-20s to mid-40s love living in that kind of environment. Yeah. yeah. People who live here now that live yeah. in overcrowded, people who live here now and live in a, some kind of place where they're still overcrowded but they work locally and this and that, they really, there's a huge market in that age demographic. Yeah. to live in a dense urban area yeah. where they can walk. Like being in New York almost, yeah. right? Like my, my, my nephew lives in New York. He loves it. Yeah, well, we're not going to be New York. Don't no, worry, folks, no. we're not going to be well, New York. No, yeah, they, but I creating could, a portion yeah. of our town, isn't that what smart cities do? You increase your density and your height downtown so you can protect your neighborhood character. Yeah. The state of California has outlawed our ability to look at a development project in a neighborhood and consider the neighborhood character. We are now prohibited by law from looking at the, quote, character of a neighborhood when considering a development proposal. The other thing we can't do, if a developer wants to develop a project of 30 units or more, the city cannot require any parking. Right. Any. Uh, any. That, that is the state of California wow. privatizing privatizing the decision around parking. That doesn't mean a developer won't, won't put parking in. Yeah. It means they get to decide whether they do or don't and how much it is. Now, let me tie these together. Think about that. If you're not building a lot of buildings downtown for housing and, and the developer says, well, I don't want to do that. I think I'll go in this neighborhood. Yeah. I'll go into Seabright. I'll go into the Upper West Side. Okay. I'll go into wherever. Pleasure Point. Pleasure Point. Right. I will go in and I'm going to build this. 
and neighbors who used to be able to say, gee, I don't even want a duplex next to me because it's too dense, or I don't like this two-story or three-story whatever. Imagine how a neighborhood's going to feel when somebody, a developer says, I want to come in here, build a six-story apartment building with 50 units and no parking. And you can't make me do that. And the neighbors can go out of their minds, set their hair on fire, do anything they want, and that gets approved. So this idea that somehow we can just say no is a fantasy of people who are not up to speed on state law. My last question. Ready for the big, the big finish? Here we go. The big finish. <laughs> Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. Yes. Uh, the one thing you're thankful for. Barbara. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Barbara. I got married late in life. Got yeah. married when I was 66. Barbara's 65. So there's hope for me. I'm 66. There's hope for me. No, there's no hope for you. No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't flatter yourself. Okay. Just... <laughs> But I'll tell you what happens when you get, or at least in my case, when you get married when you're 66, creates a sense of urgency about the relationship. We're not going to be together. You know, we're not going to have children. We're not going to have grandchildren. We're not going to go through all those phases of a marriage when you get married much yeah. younger. Yeah. And so the idea that you know, maybe, maybe we're married 20 years, then not 40 or 50 yeah. or whatever, yeah. makes every moment precious. Yeah. So that's what I'm thankful for. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. You're very welcome. Always good to see you. Great to see you, sir. This is always so fun. Always fun. Thank you. This has been uh, Neil here with the Off It Radio Show, episode number, I don't know, 15, 16 of Who's Who in Santa Cruz with uh, my guest today, the wonderful, the maestro, the legend, uh, the honorable Mr. Fred Keeley.